There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. in St. Louis, you're listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome, friends, to the Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Selvin Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Strode, the Plowhawk Action Jackson with you. Doug, what a huge week here. Why? On the program. Uh, you're out uh, tomorrow. That's right. Uh, Jackson, KG and O-Town head to Las Vegas on Wednesday, oh. Thursday, Friesbit. Man. Big so, week for them. Maybe so, the biggest week of their lives. Could be. Could very well sure be. Could be. So this will be a situation Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, where I will get you guys on air, but we'll, I, I'm not going to hang out in Jackson's booth, but oh. after segment one, segment two, I will be editing those, loading those up, making sure the next segment is recorded. So I'll be bopping. And bop now, over the next now bop, bop over to <laughs> the Jackson's booth uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But I will be in this studio for the majority of it. Uh, so that is the uh, captain's log for the week. Uh, but, uh, Doug, we have a lead story, and the lead story what? isn't the Cardinals, even though I know you, you wanted to break down the Mets series. Yes. Uh, it, uh, it isn't Missouri and the two quarterbacks making an appearance against South Dakota and Middle Tennessee State. Well, what is it? Uh, it isn't Victor Hovland's 28 oh, on the back nine. What a performance. Uh, it's Jackson's hole-in-one on Friday. Oh, Unbelievable. I I let's I uh, let's uh, pull up the video here. Jackson, what do we have? <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Um, he's still glowing what? from it. I mean, he's kind of peacocking around. Right wait, till, wait till it's re- well-received on 101 uh, at about 10.04. Hopefully it wasn't a 150-yard hole. What's that? Hopefully it wasn't a 150-yard hole. You wouldn't know what to hit. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, just, you know, playing, uh, come up on hole six. Wasn't playing well up until that, and then... Uh, the golf course, we do the who, the what, the where, think. the when, the how. Is that what it... Who, what, where, when, how. Nurse. Where were you, Jackson? I was at the quarry at Crystal Springs. Oh, sure. Playing there. tough on Friday. Okay. Yeah, I could see getting a hole in one there. <laughs> and... Uh, I come up on hole six. It's, uh, Pull up six. To... Just being honest, it's the shortest it's hole in the short golf course. Hole, yeah. Very short. It's 105 yards. Oh, gosh. it's not. I did not like knock in some crazy because we all know my my struggles with distance on the irons. But it was 105 yards. Grab a P wedge and uh, just kind of hit it right right on it. 
you know, is heading on there the whole way. You can't really see it from the tee box. Sweet, sweet Kai could see it, though, right? No, he wasn't there. He's in West Virginia. Private Citizen oh. Pizza. No, he had uh, the live stream up. Uh, so there's like a pronounced hill above the green kind of thing. Look so at that undulation from the... So you can't really see the hole. So I knew I hit it right at it. I was like, all right, it might be tight. And then uh, as we drive up, there it is, and then the hole. Huh. I'm sure it was your ball. Kind of wedged in between, but like 99.9% of it down. I just had to pull it, and then it dropped in. So, yeah, second ace. How many huh. people said that wasn't in because it was sticking on top of the hole? Well, uh, there were only pe- four people in the foursome, right? Uh, so I, mean, I mean, you posted it, so I'm curious. Any comments? Like, it was not even in. It's just hanging there. No, because, like, if, like, if someone was like, you have to putt that – Pulling out the pin, it would have dropped, so it's nothing I can do. Count it. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Doug, that Appreciate is uh, Jackson's second hole-in-one. Oh, is it? Yeah. This guy's got two. I don't have any. How many on the dais have had one? Not me. I've come close three times. I've had one. I've had one. i got two. Two, two. we got five. Five holes in I'm one. I'm the Doug. only one that doesn't have one. I got one, Doug. I came close. Well, we'll give you yeah. one of ours, so we all got one. That's five. Yeah. yeah. Well, what one can I have? I can't give you one. I only Take got one. Take my hole, any hole. Mm. I just photoshopped my picture. We're at Pebble or wherever Iggy got his. Congrats, Jackson, but a 105-yard pitching wedge? That's from Dingle My Berries, the Loomster. You hit a P wedge from 105? Jesus. Well, what would you like him to hit? Well, so Sand wedge? <laughs> here's the thing. The I would love for my 50-degree to be my club from right there. but Like a 50-gap? I don't know. I would call that a gap, yeah. I would love for my gap wedge to be, it might be an approach wedge. Uh, to be the club I hit from 105, but it's just currently not flying that far. So P wedge is probably a little too much, but you take a little off. Like, I, I have to get it to the hole, so that's just the situation. We're going to have to talk. Maybe it's your clubs, the ball you're using, because I'm a weakling. I'm I'm tiny. I'm not strong. I'm weak. Man, I hit, what I hit are you my, doing your tender profile pick? <laughs> I, I hit my pitching wedge 100 yards. Got nothing to do with strength. Well, I mean, it's a, it's club the, speed, it's the, I don't it's know. The, it's, the, it's the path and it's the club face. That's it. It couldn't be more boring, and I know 98% of the audience couldn't care any less, but that's, that's it. Certainly then when you have club speed behind it, but if the club face is open, then it's going to have fade spin and it's not going to go, and then if the path is outside in, that's another issue. So... Very boring. I won't go into it. I'll, br- I'll break it down on Balloon Party. Okay. A lot of golfers listening. Most amateurs don't use enough club when they hit. That is oh, all. That's almost accurate. every time people are short. How often do people are long with a, an iron? Depends on how many times you bust out the three wood in a round. Plowhawks <laughs> <laughs> a three wood. <laughs> Sometimes if you're, you know, you're chipping around the green, you might go way over. But yeah. rarely do you go way over with a seven iron or an eight iron. Not, not usually. It's just amazing you watch these pros when they have a slow motion shot. The compression, and then the divot is about nine inches long, uh, but it's in front of the ball. So just to, lots of the wedge. Yeah, taking a divot up with a four iron, you got a problem. Just to compress a ball like that. Well, Jackson must have had some nice compression on his shot. Congrats on the hole in one, Jackson. But let me hijack and tell you how to strike an iron correctly. Thanks. That's from the bastard James Hunt. Mm. Well, we're talking golf, so we're all mm. talking. How about well, that? Well, when we're talking <laughs> golf, we're talking about the Ascension Charity Classic, fast approaching yeah. for sponsorship packages or to purchase tickets to the PGA Tour Champions event. September 5th through the 10th, visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. Doug, as you know, friend of the program, occasional guest host, 
Michael Wellington was texting me on uh, was he? on Saturday, and he caddies for Tim O'Neill on the PGA Tour Champions, who yeah, will be playing last week. at Norwood. Uh, and guess who was in their pairing, the other player? Initials, please. FC. Frank Cooper? Nope, not this year. He didn't make the cut. Freddie Couples. Fred Couples, Fred, Doug. That's oh, your gra- that's your guess. You're right. They got yeah. the tee times this for the Ascension. That's who he played with. Oh. Said, was that swing as smooth as it looks on television? You know what he said, Doug? Watch this. What? Butter. Oh, don't. don't What's wrong with that? Butter. That's what he said, though. Yeah, pretty good field, actually. Ernie Els will be here. I think Stricker's playing longer. Nice little field. They're going to see this beautiful city light up for them. Uh oh. Doug, it's 716, (laughs) the gateway to the West. No, I'm serious. We have the Ferris wheel, and that's all lit up all the time. You know, it's nice. Bob Toy will be in town. It's a good comment right there. <laughs> well, he used to be a very popular person. We're on talking this show. about the city now and what we have to offer. Was he the one that liked? We thought we liked gay sex, or <laughs> I forgot which one. Yeah, there was, there was a report, an unfortunate report that came in via the text line, which usually, Doug, is a beacon of accuracy. Mm-hmm. In this case, a gentleman said he spotted Bob Tway off of Telegraph Road in a vehicle sucking the fingers of another gentleman. Well, then we came across uh-huh. that in Bob Tway gay website. No. Remember that one that was made in, like, 04, 05? You can My brother tell. did his taxes for a while. Oh, oh there I am. Yeah. And then for some reason, after his son Kevin Tway won a tournament, we got Bob Tway on the air. Yes, we did. Yeah, did we? Yeah, if somebody makes yeah. news, they're on this show. Sure. Especially that big Almost a news when one of Bob Toy's kids win a tournament. Jackson, uh, were you were, were the Joey Zanaboni calls of the doggies win last night not up? No. Ah. Uh, he, he usually... He's the only way to get him is him posting them? Yeah, basically. I mean, God, uh, we got six goals to choose from. I thought we would have a oh, plethora. Got a oh, got a usually pack? for a Saturday game, we won't get those till Monday afternoon. So Drat. I don't know when we're going to get it for Drat. a Sunday night game. Uh, anybody watch the doggies? I saw a little of it. I mean, six goals. How do you yeah. do? Over under was probably like two and a half. It uh, shipped. They've got the best goal differential in the entire MLS. They've got themselves a comfortable lead mm-hmm. in their t- table. I don't like table. Packed I mean, house on a hundred degree night. Uh, Fort. Uh, they now have a seven point lead over LAFC, Doug, and that's with ten games remaining. LFC has uh, eleven games. Well, I think we're going to win this baby. How about that? I mean, it's now they, they're going to have some tests. Don't get me wrong, but this is a this is getting real, real, real. How many teams make the playoffs? Uh, the total of nine. Uh, this is the uh, is there a buy in there somewhere? So then the eight and nine seeds play each other in the West, and then the winner would play the doggies if the doggies are number one, best of three. Only Cincinnati has more points at 51, right. Cincinnati in the East. The uh, city has a – let me check the Vaughn Index on that. What do you that. have on this? It's right there at uh, – let's see, they scored six. Right there at plus 19. That would be their – the Vaughn Index, which is, which is very good. Colorado, for example, is minus 14. If I what? just do the calculations. For- so how are the playoffs, like, seeding? So we play at home? Yep. Okay. I wasn't for sure how the playoffs worked for the MLS. And at the MLS Cup, like, at a specific stadium, or is it at the home of the best record in There's no the way league? of knowing. There's no it's way. Absolutely. I mean, what, what Doug and I are here to do is answer yeah. your and Iggy's questions. 
because we know your phones and computers don't work. My so don't, we will take questions. My phone and, is barely working. <laughs> just let us know what you have, and then we'll, then we'll. Jackson, do you have any questions? I'm good. All right. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> Not to throw shade, but Cam Wex might have played a Zanaboni go call this morning already. That's some Scott's wrinkled ball. Set. I heard that. Yeah. You heard it? I did. I hear, heard that. Yeah. Well, isn't Cam Wex related to Y98? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Same cluster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they yeah. would have it on. They, they had the Tim Parker goal. They grabbed it from Y98. Header. Oh. And then Joey Zanaboni said, oh, baby, because I guess Tim Parker's about to have a baby. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. If Riz says something funny, we would have the audio. Cam Wex wouldn't. If Courtney said yeah. something. Anything. If Randy character. If we said something interesting. Learn. If Learn, we would have the audio. Mm-hmm. No, we have her here. 7.20. I didn't say it. <laughs> 7.20 came up. I didn't mention her name. I got to tell in fairness, like, he didn't. No, he didn't, but it's still, the name still came up. At <laughs> the topic does not specifically say Iggy brings it up. It's <laughs> Learn. It ain't Cincinnati, Doug. Keep it up, and we'll continue to say Sunda. That's from the Veiled Prophet. That's a proper pronunciation, isn't it? It's like <laughs> Missouri. Uh, I hear people. some people say Cincinnati. In Miami. Drives me nuts. <laughs> what about Missouri? I don't. That drives me nuts, too. Louisville drives me crazy. Oh, Fayetteville. I, that nuts. Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Come on. How lazy is that? Jacksonville. It's just an accent. That's a lazy. That's a lazy way to say it. Elevated green plays longer than 105. Tell these naysayers to take a long walk off a short pier. That's in the 314. That's Jackson's support for mm-hmm. his pitching wedge from 105. It was not uphill. It was as flat as could be. Oh. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. He's I a truth teller. Yeah, it was a short hole. And, you know, it, I hit a club. I probably should have taken less club, ideally, if my swing was uh, firing all cylinders. But hey, it went in. So, you know, I don't design the course. They made it 105 yards. It is kind of. He's got himself an ace. What do you wind up shooting? Uh, 80. Oh. So, you feel like that should have been better with an ace? Uh, I was really bad leading up to that ace. I was like really bad leading up to that ace. So I was actually, I think I was only three or four over on the back. So, yeah, I'm actually. Did you start pounding booze? Uh, definitely had a, a cold pop right afterwards. You're and supposed then, to buy everyone a, a drink in the I 19th did. hole. Yeah, well, me and my friends went to a bar afterwards. Oh, where did you go? Obies. And I, uh, nice call. Yeah, great play. And I bought them all beers, as is customary. Huh. Jackson and I were texting on Friday night, and we cannot wait for the reaction on Balloon Party. Right, yeah. Trying to figure out what they won't be happy about with this. Ooh, uh, club selection, club I guess. Club selection. Uh, yeah, but I don't... I, it's kind I of an amazing kinda, thing kinda... that people will shame you for the clubs that you use. <laughs> I don't know. I hit it I, farther than that. They'll shame me for celebrating a hole-in-one that was only 105 yards away. Yeah. Just say you hit a 56 degree. No, so I think I'm going to say I hit a 7. I, I, I fly the 7. <laughs> just to make, be safe. What you use? Where was the pitch mark? Back it up to the hole, bounce it forward. More details, Jackson. That's from Dingle My Berries. Pitch mark, I think, in front, and then I think it hit the hole and spun in. That's why it was oh, wedged in the bill. back. Because it was wedged in the back. I was like, I didn't hit it far and bring it back, but I think it came in with a little heat and then span around and wedged into there. Span? Is that a word? It's span around. Spun? I believe that would be it. it was span? Span's not a word. Span? Dean Spanos? Well, span Correct. is, but not, not in that sense. Did the dogs play at home? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. Are they Come selling, on, are they, packed house. Are they selling out? Oh yeah, Still? yeah. Okay. It was packed. The energy before the game was sick. That, yeah, I figure with the blues. They have a little Vikings skull Vikings thing going now. S T L. Yeah, I like that. 
And I like the the red lights and that they use. I think it's cool. We went to the uh, Cardinal game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, nurse. <laughs> like 100 degrees outside. Well, it's uh, my son's, uh, as you, you've seen him post it on social media, he's been saying it's his birthday month. Oh, um, yeah. I really get it. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've got to mute him. And, uh, and so he wanted to go to a Cardinal game. Boy, was I attempting to steer that in another direction yeah, yeah but uh about a bowling party uh, $100, $200 uh, that's that's what we got for his actual birthday party with yeah. his friends yeah, yeah epiphany fun. lanes that's where mm-hmm. we'll be and uh so we went to the cardinal game and I, this was the first time that i can recall i don't know since crap maybe i was in college where you know we we enjoy discussing the phenomenon that is 40 Brentwood Boulevard, Hanley, Big Bend, because the last time that was redone was right when Eisenhower built I-64. Is that correct? I believe so, in the 50s, yeah. Uh, and so the, the traffic that backs up as you approach that, if you're heading eastbound, non-existent, left our house at, uh, I don't even know, I guess, tw- I think 1240. We were in our parking spot at 1 o'clock. That is unheard of. Yeah. And that's because nobody is going. I realize the heat certainly plays a role in that. We're able to get good seats, certainly first baseline, shade. And uh, and there were way more, I mean, way more empty seats than, uh, than people in attendance, as you would expect them. Again, conditions. But if the Cardinals were slightly relevant, I don't think that would be the case. Yesterday was Hall of Fame Day as uh, Jose Oquendo becomes a Cardinal yeah. Hall of Famer. And Max Lanier. And Max Lanier, father of Hal Lanier, who was the Cardinal third base coach when they won the World Series in 82, along with Hub Kittle, pitching coach. Am I correct? I believe so, yeah. It was Nick Leva, the first base coach? He was in there somewhere. And then he managed the Phillies 11 years later when Joe Carter hit the walk-off, and Hal Lanier managed the Astros and Mike Scott in 1986. Am I correct on I, this? It sounds right, yeah. I don't know. Just going to uh, It's David Free's picture day picture of him rounding the base after the home run because I believe when they scheduled this they didn't expect him to withdraw from the Cardinal Hall of Fame. No. They should expect everything. (laughs) Right? Like... It was well, sad so how do you to expect the... everything? How, how can you plan anything if you're expecting it? It was sad to see the crowd for the, the Hall of Fame thing. That was... Yeah, they waited a little too late for that. But... When was the last time the Cardinals were hopelessly out of the race in the middle of August? Especially when you have six 97? pitchers. Seven? Yeah, been a while. It's good to been see Tony while. there, though. Skipper was there, Doug. Yeah, not dying his hair anymore. I didn't recognize I didn't, him I didn't the first know time that he that saw, was what he picture. was doing. I was scrolling through. I go, who's the new guy? I go, oh, it's the Skipper. <laughs> oh, Skip. Yeah. How old is yeah. the Skipper now? Is he, like, 79? Oh, I man. think so. Let me look it up, Doug. Let's right see. I'm going to go 70, 78. 78. 78 bills. Yeah. Looks like he's still in pretty good shape, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Probably looking at the White Sox, Bianca, going, ha, told you guys. What did I do that? Well, yeah, he, he, he was to blame, and then all of a sudden he wasn't there, and he wasn't to blame. Yeah. I truly believe that was an age thing. I'll take that and yeah. run with it. Uh, Tommy Segues hit a cycle, and you guys aren't going to talk about it? That's from the 314. Doug, talk about it. I think okay. it's Segesi. Is, is I've that heard, right? I've heard the, the calls in the double A. He's... Ripping and tearing, ripping and tearing. <laughs> you follow a lot of double-A baseball, do you? Only on, like, I don't know why they put a lot of updates on Twitter. I don't know who yeah. it is. It's a lot of the fans are really psyched up for the trades, which, for the most part, have completely panned out. 
But doesn't this always happen that somebody's pretty good in the minor leagues and we convince ourselves that this is the next big star and then they get here and then... I'm not convincing myself of anything. I I don't think he's going to be a big star in the major, but it is good to see at least productivity. Yeah, better to be good than not. Yeah. Yeah. At least he's under 35 years old. Well, that Rom dude is pitching tonight, am I correct? Yes. Yeah, he's getting a start. And he was traded, what, two and a half weeks ago, three Meanwhile, weeks. Paul DeYoung has been DFA'd by Toronto. How quickly that... I think he was a placeholder for Bichette to come back anyway, yeah. so I think yeah. that was going to happen. I wonder if someone else would pick him up. I bet they do. There'll be some contender that could use I him. I think he like may have... What he guy? did in Toronto was miserable. What did he do? I think struck out 40% of the time, had three nice. hits. I, I, I think it was so bad that I, I don't know if you can recover. I don't know if you can show your 2018 stats and go, see, I can do it. <laughs> Guys, now that he's no longer in the league, is Paul DeYoung eligible for a red jacket? That's from a Newt Bowl eligible. Do you think that they will? I would say the season has to end at least. And then he becomes a card. That's what has to happen? No, his well, stats you know, need to you're change. An active player. He's not getting If he. Well, Jose Akendo was exactly I can't get over it. If that, if that does happen. Everybody loves Jose Akendo, but he was never a yeah, star. Yeah, are all the great the players Cardinals. from the Cardinals already in there? Jose Akenda was basically Tommy Edmond. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, you'll have Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, and uh, Albert Pujols. But when you look at the ballot, it does start to get a little. Yeah. So Carlton wasn't good. Carlton, Carlton couldn't. I guess he wasn't uh, here enough. Couldn't. Well, he's here enough to be better than Okendo. Well, you know, I don't know if just a couple of years gets you in. I guess it does. It got Deong, McGuire in. DeYoung is a 230 career hitter. With 115 home runs. I, I don't think he's getting in. <laughs> if he gets in, everybody's in at that point, right? Like You're, open, you're opening up doors for every... Kisner well, has got to be considered... It's a big marketing thing for him. I'm sure they make some money with the event that they have at Ballpark Village. And it's fun to honor a popular player of the past. And I guess there are years when that event might put some more fans in the seats for the game as well. I think that's what it's about at some level. Is Hernandez in? Yes, he was there. I was so locked in. I saw Keith Hernandez uh, on the field before the game. And I, well, and I go, oh, what a great deal that the Mets let him off. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're playing the Mets. Oh, well, <laughs> you couldn't have known. You couldn't have known. Because <laughs> the Mets were right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, speaking of major St. Louis attractions like Epiphany Lanes, the River City Otters' famous win over the Charlotte Smoke and boring Cardinal games, say you went to, oh, hell, I don't know. Let's just say you went to Brown, and you were forced to walk through a crowded breezeway littered with a platinum blonde Hoosiers hand-me-down patio furniture that is inconveniently blocking emergency exits and stairwells. Would you use that man's feminine cigarette bucket, or would you just oh. move? Thanks. It's an Ellen Foley's 40-year variable arm lease for a smokeless apartment except for in the bathroom. Oh. I don't know what any of that means. Well, ARM, arm, it means adjustable rate mortgage. And That's he's, right. He's claiming it, that it you need It did very well for many Americans <laughs> circa 2008. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to answer that. I don't know what any of it means. <laughs> it's no. not blocking anything. I mean, all the new neighbors moved in, didn't have any furniture, so it wasn't in their way when they were moving. Doug, I'm holding out for the Smokey Lavalier induction. Thanks. That's from Neil Allen. Smokey Lavalier. Is he Smokey or Spanky? Spanky. (laughs) And he's going in. Smokey Burgess was a catcher for the Pirates for a long time. Spanky Lavalier (laughs) got traded along with... uh, 
didn't he go? He was involved in the Andy Van Slyke. Went to the playoffs. That's correct. Yeah. Who'd the Cardinals get? Uh, Pena. That's correct. And why did, were they so comfortable trading away Andy Van Slyke? Jim uh, Lindemann. Yes. Horrible, horrible deal. <laughs> horrendous, horrendous <laughs> trade. I mean, we like to pump our chest about some of the steals the Cardinals have made in this direction. There's been just as many go the other way. Give me an example of one. Steve Carlton for Rick Wise. <laughs> Jerry Royce for Scipio Spinks. Nice. There's, there's two that jump out. The, the Van Slyke deal, horrific. Uh, the Milwaukee trade where we sent them Ted Simmons and Pete Vukovic and Raleigh Fingers. <laughs> two of them in the Hall of Fame. Vukovic won a Cy Young Award. And we got virtually nothing in return. A couple of, you know, about four or five who were just guys. Took their measure in the fall classic. Yeah, yeah that was a horrendous trade. Didn't we have Raleigh Fingers for Keith a Keith Hernandez yeah, trade. Yeah, like a, a, yeah, over the offseason. Bruce Suter and Raleigh Fingers on the same team. Right. The, the Keith Hernandez giveaway to the Mets. How horrible is that? That's, Without that's that like trade, we don't trade. have Neil Allen, Craig Paquette, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm sure the Mets look at that the way we look at the Lou Brock trade. That was a famous trade where I got an interview with him for the Suburban Journal, so I went down to the bullpen. That's what made the trade famous? <laughs> you got an interview? Well, I went down to the bullpen. I said, hey, Neil, got time? What? I'm pitching. <laughs> he was he was getting his work, and I went down <laughs> to say we got an interview lined up. Yeah, while he was throwing there. Yeah. The bullpen used to be not behind the outfield wall, but right uh, there. Yeah, on yeah the, it was right uh, down the first baseline. Yeah. All the bullpens base. were in I just walked down there and said, you ready? What? We have an interview lined up. I said, not, not while I'm pitching. Is it still that way at uh, Oracle Park, San Francisco? I believe so. Boy, the Cardinals that say that the is the worst left, place right? to play of all places that the Giants fans are the bantiest. Yeah. Uh, James Carlton has 325 five-star reviews now. The team has made me feel valued and appreciated for every step of the way. I've used this team for all my adult life, and they have always been extremely helpful in all of my life changes. I feel so grateful to have them as my insurance provider. I would always recommend them to any and anyone and everyone. Keep up the great work your whole team provides. That's just posted here within the last month on the James Carlton Google Reviews. 325 five-star reviews. Make the switch and be a happy camper like me in the Plowhawk car. And that is carltoninsurance.net or 314-961-4800. Let them know you're a TMA listener. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State farm and while you're there you should probably think about it jackson talk about what you're doing this week and that is circa you're heading to las vegas on wednesday morning jack indeed indeed tim heading out to las vegas wednesday morning and then we're going to be heading straight to circa sportsbook in las vegas nevada can't wait my first time in las vegas my first time at circa sportsbook and if you're heading out to las vegas before the football season let me suggest two of the major contests they got going on right now at Circa Sportsbook with $14 million in guaranteed prizes. First up, Circa Millions with $6 million in guaranteed prizes. That'll be $1,000 per entry, max of five entries per person. You must register in person at Circa Sportsbook in Nevada. Pick five teams against the spread every week. Winner takes home $1 million. Then they have the Circa Survivor, eight million guaranteed to the winner or winners 1000 per entry max of 10 entries per person pick one team straight up every week to win if the team loser ties the entry is eliminated you can only pick each team once in the season go 20 and 0 or be the last person standing to win both of these major contests going on right now at circus sportsbook with 14 million in guaranteed prizes go check it out nice there it is uh, that's coming up uh here with the season starting doug will it be 
two weeks from Thurspit? I, I don't I think know. It is. That sounds about right. Yeah. What, what is the opening game? I assume September's, it's the Chiefs. It's uh, Chiefs and the curtain raiser. Chiefs. Is this information available? We'll look it up and then no, we will. No, it's not out there. And then we it. will get to you tomorrow morning. Chiefs right at the start of the line. Lions, I think. Aren't they? Is yes. that right? Yes. What's well, Jim Lions. Dandy? Yeah. What do you think that total is? I'll say fifty-four and a half. I'll say fifty-six. Fifty-four and a half. I would agree with that. I'll too. say fifty-five and a half. Chiefs Lions over under. You're asking. Yeah. Do you think that was a delay tactic? Well, exactly they're going to have that line already. 54. Oh, I overbid, so I lost. Yeah, that'll okay. go up before game time. Oh, yeah. The squares will gather. Are you going to play any uh, tour championship uh, best while you're out there? Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't really have much information on it, so it kinda, it's like kind of like betting on horses for me. Yeah, it's only 30 players, so. Yeah, I don't know. But they start out with, like, the the winner, the leaders already has, like, a Bunch of strokes under Ten par. Under. Right? Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not betting on any of that. This could be the biggest week of your life, Jack. It really could the be a hole in one. Hole in one. Yeah. I think you're gonna have the less popular too. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, I'd be so happy for you. Rick's going lovely. out there with a five-inch seam swimming suit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will be out there with that. Yeah, feeling good, living life, enjoying it. So yeah, it'll be cool. Jeez, uh, if it's 100 degrees here right now, what do you think it is in Vegas? I think it's gonna be cooler out there because I got that that weather from. Uh, Hurricane? Hurricane? Yeah. I saw a video, like, the sewers are overflowing in Vegas. They have monster downpours that last, like, ten minutes, and the place floods, and then an hour later you wouldn't even know what happened. Yeah. Oh, this this could be different, though, with a hurricane. Those poor mole people. they going to be flooded. Yeah, maybe I'll have to scrap my mole people plan. What do you suppose they did with 50,000, 60,000 homeless people in L.A. when a hurricane hits? Where'd they go with all those people? Aren't they just on the streets? Yeah, well, yeah, well, you wouldn't be on a street well, during a hurricane. Think they care about them, moving them. Don't start, we to move those homeless I, people. Yeah, I think that was a huge concern. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you just start walking east. At the same. <laughs> at the That's gonna. You gotta be inside somewhere. Why is it inside? Where this, you could get most hurt. No. Buildings fall down. You stand out in the middle of the street. Nothing's gonna happen. No. <laughs> No, that's not a good plan for a hurricane. Stand out, Stand in, the out in the middle of the street. Oh, a hurricane. I thought you meant the earthquake. No. <laughs> yeah, both of them. No. Couldn't imagine going up as a hurricane. <laughs> Let's go stand out in the street. Hey, Ignore guys. that flying stop sign. I'm just cycling on. Which method did Ken use to hijack Jackson's hole-in-one story and make it about him? That's from James Velez oh. Mitchell. I didn't do anything. I congratulated him. Ask him a clubby hit. How about that? Jackson, will you expense all of your gambling losses? That's from the Hunchback of Owen Castle. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. Can you do that? No. No. I don't think so. I don't think that would be Well, if you loss. win, let's say you win in a year $10,000, then you can, if you track it, write your losses off against that. So if you lost 7000 show that, yeah. and then you have a... Three thousand three. Yeah. Matty Dreads, right? Matty Dreads, all right? Is, yeah. I won't be betting enough to be doing any of that. I'll play some blackjack. I love playing blackjack, but that'll probably be. What's the your uh, What's your unit size in blackjack? Yeah. Uh, depends on the table minimum, but usually just the table minimum. If it's like twenty bucks, twenty bucks, uh, and then if you know I start to win a little bit, maybe play some of the little uh, twenty-one plus three stuff. I like doing that. It's fun. You think, you think Vegas can like even handle Frank. you and KG? Yeah, that's what Absolutely. I, I think they're very well capable of handling two, yeah. you know, kind of boring white gentlemen. Well, I'd say Midwest. international playboys. Um, that's, that's an interesting take. What's your per diem? I don't know the per diem situation. 
And if I did, I don't know if I would say it on there. No. Got to be a thousand a day for sure. Minimum. Coincidentals. Sure they're going to make sure that you go to Spearmint Rhino. You get your, your fix in that way. As yeah, well. that's always and a big that... concern for the corporation that sends you out there. <laughs> I can promise you I will not be going to any strip clubs. Oh, that's not, a, that's not a judgment of those who do. It's just not, I'm not a strip club guy. Maybe you could go to Amateur Night and make a few dollars for yourself. Oh, Bill. Like get up on the pole myself? That's oh, right. Oh, that would be fun. No, 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 no. Man, If you, if you thought the, the yellow diaper thing was bad, <laughs> imagine a video of me on a pole. <laughs> you would do that, Flousy? I think it would be kind of fun. I mean, you're never going to meet the people in the club ever again in your life. I always, That's how I always monitor how embarrassed I you know, should yeah. and shouldn't be in public is, it's a pretty good am I going to see these people? Like, on vacation, I don't care what I do. Like, who reacts to what? I, I just don't care. Yeah. These are people I will never have contact with again. I'm going to be out in 36 hours. So. You get on that stage in front of all those girls and do a Absolutely. Do I'd be fine oh. I mean, I'd certainly want to be compensated. I wouldn't do it just for fun and, you know, giggles, I'd certainly, but I don't think I would have any issue with you know, the shrub situation or the 115-pound frame, the nipple hair, mm. all that sort of thing that may throw me off by going to a St. Louis strip club. Mm. I'd definitely do it in another state. Would you start out wearing, like, a bellhop's outfit or something? You know, I'd, I'd think <laughs> that would take a lot of time, kind of what role I'd like to play. Oh, yeah. You know, am I going to be dominating or am I going to be more of a sub situation uh-huh. on stage? So, Okay. Fun to think about, though. <laughs> Hot to think about, sir. Get involved on the program. We want you to text in. Many are already doing it. 314-881-TMA5. That's the EDF Group text inbox. The EDF Group is moving forward as, uh, well, they were engineering design facilities. Now it's the edfgroup.com. So go online at the edfgroup.com. And, Doug, you know what they are? You're one throat to choke. Yeah, sure. Engineering design facilities. Uh, moving forward is the edfgroup.com. 314-881-TMA5. Save that in your phone. And then you're just communicating with the show at all times. Call in 636-9004-TMA and email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Sweet mother of mercy. We've got ourselves a heat warning in St. Louis this week, Bill. Iggy, I've never seen anything like it. I have, but I just have to really get excited here. Yeah, we had a few days earlier this year when it was like this, but man, this is all week. All week? I mean, heat index is 115 and so I would say if you don't have to go outside, just sit inside your air conditioning and do something. Get working. Yeah, chipping them, in, you know, in the front yard or in your. That's outside. You, know, it might, you might have a screened-in thing with a. It's still outside. Your screened-in fan out there. Chipping your screen. <laughs> Design air heating and cooling will take care of it. If you run into any issues, go to designairservice.com. Seth always says the quickest way to get the best service is to go to designairservice.com. And uh, those service techs will be out so quickly this week in particular. If you run into any air conditioning issues, oh, my goodness, make sure you just go to designairservice.com. They will be busy. You know it. It's going to be super hot. So if that happens, designairservice.com. Doug is a client. I'm a client. We recommend you become a client as well. It's Dogtown. Uh, It's Design Air uh, Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Dot com. I got distracted by Dogtown Astrovan text. Huh. I get the sense the Plowsy has the hairiest butt crack, huh. and him as a male stripper would resemble an a LJ old dirty couch cushion with the stuffing popping out of the pillow seats. Oh. Some Dogtown Astrovan. Yeah, not like a toilet paper situation. I understand where he may be coming from, and I, I haven't 
seen a lot of other male butts to oh. get an idea of what is a normal hair situation to excessive. Yeah. But I'd probably say I'm borderline excessive. Oh. Um, not proud of it. Really not ashamed of it either. Just don't care. It's been working for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't say my my strategy would be going there ass backwards, spread eagle. Oh. I'm more like the forward facing strip situation, you know, very much so a traditionalist. Oh, um, but I'll try to climb that pole, you know, wrap my leg around it, and you'd climb around. You think you could? You have the upper body I think, strength. I to think climb I have very strong fingers and hands. I think I probably could be able to do it. Now, in terms of any tricks, and you're not lifting much weight up that pole. That helps. Yeah. I don't know about the tricks, you know, the spinning upside down or, you know, doing any gyrations while I'm up there. But I could probably climb that pool. Could you climb the rope in grade school gym class? We never did it. No, is that right? We right. never did it. We had, like, the All-American thing to where you run your mile and you do, like, sit-ups and push-up. But never did the, the climbing. I did. That's the first time I felt a tingle and said, oh, my. I beg your pardon? Nice, because it rubbed up against the rope. You felt a tingle climbing the rope? Yeah. Nice. Let me guess. You were able to get all the way to the ceiling. Well, yeah. I mean, of course. I was, Even with the tingle. I was young. It's not that hard. Mm. But then I said, God, I kind of like this. I started climbing the rope, climbing the rope every day. Going in early. Just the Iggy sliding up and down the it's rope. Hard. Oh, like Usually that. the people that could do it were lighter people that had pretty good upper body strength. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, that, I... I can do some push-up or some uh, pull-ups. That's the most annoying, I think, are the pull-ups. How many can you do? I don't know. Probably ten or twelve. Really? Maybe in a sitting. Yeah. I think that would have been the, the the most at the NHL Combine. I think eleven was the number. What are really? they doing? Are they doing hands backwards on the pole or forward on the pole? That's a good question, Pilot. I do not have the really answer. nice Again, question. Because <laughs> I would say it's probably easier to do it with it under. Yeah. Lifting that way. But that doesn't seem like a lot for professional athletes. I'm gonna say for like ten or eleven to be the most. <laughs> right. Well, hockey players sometimes probably carry a little bit more weight than like a soccer player. Or something. Yeah, but they're also probably stronger. Than and I assume players. your draft stock isn't going up or down by how many push or pull ups. No. Right? So you're probably not like investing your whole draft stock. No. In and maybe the it's like a bench press at the NFL Combine where most guys just say, "I'm not gonna do it" because it can only really hurt you. Probably so. Well, all right. At least we know Plowsy could get up and down the stripper's pole. <laughs> well, I'm not 100%. I haven't stripped yet. Call Sassy Cassie. she give you some uh, pointers. I play a Sassy Cassie drop, but currently my computer is restarting. No, it's oh. restarting? I Yeah, it just had to be done. Over the weekend, I don't know what it is. I tried to make it work. It's just... Just not there for you. Huh? Eric in the Central Western says he will guarantee that you cannot do three full overhead pull-ups. Zero chance. Sounds like another wager is being made. Oh, that would be so easy. So I'd that, take that. So that's not the under. That would be like gripping like, it. Forward. Gripping it like this, yeah. Right. Oh, easy. All day. I Three. Could do, yeah, I will be able to do 10. That's the, I said the eight-minute mile, and I shattered it. So, yeah. like, if you want to bet, I didn't make any money off the mile. I'll definitely put some money up for the pull-up. He's forgetting that you only weigh 115 pounds. And I've moved and done, like, I, I, I've lifted heavy things and I've done all that. So, like, I, I know I'm You're country it. strong. You're farmer strong. Really I, I would think I'm very comfortable doing that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we and have our three next three just seems, like, way too low, even for anyone. If you can't do three pull-ups, you definitely are. 
I would say 95% of our listening audience, audience couldn't do three full overhand pull-ups. They're difficult. I mean, they're, they're not easy. If you're easy. a little overweight, it's going to be damn near impossible for you. Yeah, that extra weight down below, that lower Oh, that hog, you're, that oh, hog yeah. you're carrying? What do you mean the boy? Yeah, I may have to roll that up like a... Mm. And not like where you can jump into the first one. Like you have to hang down and then start. Yeah, I like that. I'm up for a challenge. I don't know where we do it. I'd rather just do it here. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't think we have a pull-up bar. <laughs> I don't think we do. We don't have one here in no. the studios. It'd be great if we did. No, there's a gym next door. That's correct. They probably don't have one either, though. That's a spinning class. That's, I don't think they got any. No, equipment. but there's, oh, there's a gym. gym. Yeah, there's a gym. Yeah, when we first oh, really? toured it, yep. there was a gym that we have access to. So Remy uses it almost every day. Really? Yeah. I see him out there, yeah, when I'm, you know, doing post game show prep work. And there's a massage parlor going in next to the spinning thing. I beg your pardon? Yeah, that's what they're building. Well, it's already there, but they had to tear the guts out of the entire building. Massage parlors going in next to the spinning place? Yeah. What's the spinning place? The cycle place it's next door. The cycle door. bar, they call it. They jam, They blare music, man. They really get into it. Oh, I've never been down there. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been in it, but you can hear, like, behind the building, you can hear the music. All right, go faster. Two more minutes. And it's just like oh, I don't EDM, like you told just, us to do. It must be strenuous, man. Half these people walk out of that place and they just got... Pegged. Yeah, they what? they look like they are in rough shape. They kind of waddle. Well, it's out. a great exercise because mm-hmm. you you know you don't get hurt. It's good cardio, good for the legs. Madison has an exercise bike in the uh, the apartment. Does that a few days a week? Well, Eric in the Central West End says, "Let's meet at Lifetime." Man, I love Lifetime. Oh come on! I'm I don't a want... member. Blessed. What's the wager? So the bet is uh, being submitted. Can I have Joey and the video <laughs> team out there? I couldn't be more out of place at a Lifetime Fitness, for sure. Not only financially, but also physically as well. But I'll do I mean, I don't really care where we go and do no, it. Lifetime Fitness sounds like a treat. Right. Weren't that in De Pere? Frontenac. okay, yeah. It's right by the mall. Yeah, I, I got you in terms of location. There's also one in Chesterfield. That, that may be one I want to think about. But yeah, regardless, send me a location. Um... Got grocery pickup to do today, but certainly tomorrow I'd be just fine with it. <laughs> and how much are you going to throw down, Plowhawk? I don't know. 50 bucks. 50 maybe. bucks, Eric, I mean, in the Central West End. Okay. That seems reasonable to win or lose, I guess. And anybody who wants to put a side bet, I guess they can put their money out there. Sure, they can. Yeah. I just want to do it for pride's sake more than anything. That's why I want to do the mile run <laughs> to prove the haters <laughs> yeah, wrong. I mean, that was a stunning development. None of us lose on this show when we. Well, have, have bets against us. The hundred all the hundred pound dumbbell, but that was at the five ninety. And we haven't lost at the Hubbard studio. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. But I got destroyed in that one. I almost you tore my pick arm up out pounds? of my no. <laughs> Those don't count. I mean that hurts so well, we have well, you were downtrodden working there. So you really had no <laughs> I'm begging for money at that time. You really had no steam. Uh, Eric in the Central West End has just booked your wager, so you guys uh, can communicate and uh, set that up. Uh Hello, Eric. Yeah, I think you'll be able to do it. I think. I mean, I have not. I wouldn't say I have great upper body strength, but it's not like I have none. But and I think if I have any strong. kind You've of it for one You've been lifting bales of hay your whole life, slopping hogs. I wouldn't we all know Tim can do three calves. pull-ups. <laughs> Might even be able to do thirty. <laughs> Tim is perfect and he's fit. Doug, oh. that's from Uncle Cucker. Thirty pull-ups would just be damn impressive for pre uh, Doug. As you know, I have a slap tear right here. Me and Jack right. Flaherty. Uh, except his is in his throwing arm. And pre that, when I was working out again because I'm effing insane, I would do 15. That's what I would do. But again, I'm like a buck 55. 
it's a different deal. You, you mentioned now, but you're what forty pounds less than me. Yeah, I, I think three is an easy number, and I hope Eric know that I. That's going to be pretty simple. I will say in school, dudes built like Plowsy were the ones who could crank out until, like, the gym teacher had to tell them. So you, like the, you like the over. Yeah, I think Plowsy can do more than three. Yeah. Well, my number was 10, so I guessed nine and a half could be the over under yeah, for that do number. Do four, yeah, all yeah, you do is do four. Yeah, yeah. I'll do four, and I, I achieve it. But I, well, He guaranteed you couldn't do three, so I guess three yeah. is your number. So I'm going to go until I can't and kind of see what the number is and maybe if there are side bet, side pots to... The original bet with me and Eric. Can someone send Plowsy's Venmo info to me? I owe him for the Cardinals under 82. That's from Josh Bob Bill. I guess you wager Josh Bob Bill? I think it's just Darren Dash Atkins. Everybody send money to the Plowhawk. I think that's it. I don't think it's an underscore. I don't have any. I made it pretty much in basic as possible. Do they no longer have a chance to get to 82? Are they eliminated? Mathematically? Uh, They could theoretically win uh, more than 82. Yeah, because they they still have like 36 or 7 games left. Fight Cardinals. They'd need to win 85% of the games? Or not? Doug? They're, again, no way to know. <laughs> well, they're Absolutely she's not no doing way. show prep kills us, though. <laughs> they're playing well enough to do it. They're not. They've basically given up. <laughs> just, they, they, they have. I didn't. They lost 8 to nothing to the A's. The Mets beat them 12 to 2 and they gave yeah. them another gobsmacking that was like 8 to The A's and Mets played in the World Series no, in 70. Was it 73? Yeah, it's been a lifetime ago. They had a lineup the other day of Mater, Fermin, and I don't even know who this Palacios guy. I never yeah, heard of him. Palacios had a Willie McGee 82 World Series catch yesterday. I don't get that. Like, I guess you got to one of Mason Wynn looks good, hitting a lot of singles, but he's kind of a player that, you know, stepped up. I guess got called up. He could have yeah. wet the bed for sure, but didn't. Uh, Doug Mason Wynn got his first hit on was it Friday with my nurse? Yeah, I think Friday. So. Uh, and uh, and then unfortunately. Uh, had a situation with uh, first baseman Pete Alonzo throwing the ball into the stands. Here is the, um, uh, what is this, the SNY call of the? Yeah, I'm opening up SNY, Adobe. not I'm, Picks 11, Keith Hernandez. I'm opening Pixel up Adobe right his, now. Pete has duct tape shirt. So if you want to <laughs> keep Picks 11 on it. Okay. Keep going it takes for, a while oh, to open it. Uh, well, I, I, I can't. Yeah, so you can see it's like the I'll tell people about Longo yeah. Biggs. Okay. If you're injured in an accident, things can spiral out of control quickly. You might have medical bills piling up. You might not be able to work or provide for your family, and you're probably getting the runaround from the insurance company you've been talking to. Don't fight this fight alone. C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm will take all the complication and hassle out of your injury claim. They will deal with the insurance company and take the fight head on, allowing you to get back to what's important, which is recovering from your injuries. Injury cases can be complex. Each case and accident is different, and every fact is important when building a case. C.D. and Doug are trial lawyers. They're St. Louisans. They are TMA listeners. And they will be the ones handling your case. Go to longobigs.com. That's L-O-N-G-O-B-I-G-G-S.com. Longo Biggs. Injury law accepts personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. I had a dream about Longo Biggs last night. Did you pull it up? Did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so I have a couple of Longo Biggs. Now, go with the uh, call of SNY. Okay. Okay. Cue up the call of S N Y, and now hit the lever, please. Play. All right. Like, I'm for real. Like, I'm. Uh, Doug, is it? 
Okay, well, Ryan Kelly is the home loan expert. Dude, I, I, I'm like telling you, I begged for quickly. a new computer for like months. Oh, I, don't I know what else I can do. He's this got one there. Like, the home loan experts have new so computers. He has new computers And now? they can handle your mortgage quickly. I mean, toot sweet. If you're thinking of buying a home this year, the process, not as complicated as you think with the home loan expert. They make the pre-approval process so very easy. Get pre-approved today with one of their new computers the very day you call in, and they'll also provide <laughs> a lower rate with a 10-day <laughs> Closing guarantee. Remember, lenders do have different rates, different computers, different rates. The computer's <laughs> brand spanking new at the Home Loan Expert. Do some rate shopping. The Home Loan Expert has rates that cannot be touched. They've also got those veterans loans. The website there is HeroLoan.com. You can use your VA benefits if you're a veteran to get a $0 down mortgage. How sweet is that? Yeah, Customer-first approach to mortgages is what separates them from the competition. They'll walk you through all your options. Provide expert guidance at every step, ensuring that your loan closes as quickly and smoothly as possible. It's Ryan Kelly, Sir Mortgage. Computer sales? At HomeLoanExpert.com. <laughs> All right, we're good now. All right, here it is. Oh, we'll see the speed of win here. Take it. The first base umpire. John Tompain is looking over in the Cardinal dugout and admonishing somebody. Oh, uh, they're probably screaming and said it was a balk. Last year yes. when the Mets were here, a year ago, April, there was some uh, hard feelings between these two teams. It's a high fastball thrown by Edmund, and it's 0 2. Apparently, the Cardinal dugout was upset with Alonzo. Because Pete threw the ball in the crowd, and that was Wynn's first hit. Oh, Pete. So Pete probably oh, didn't realize. Yes, he didn't. Sounds like we'll see if the Cardinals can retrieve that for Mason Wynn. Meanwhile, Edmund strikes out to end the inning. Four strikeouts for McKinney. Well, there's uh, some drama going on here. We showed you that Pete Alonzo inadvertently threw Mason Wynn's first big league hit into the stands. And the young lady who got the ball apparently did not want to quickly give it up. And the crowd yeah. is now getting on her case, and I think she's feeling peer pressure now to deliver the ball. I'm sure they will give her something as a more than adequate replacement, but maybe she's negotiating. Well, but that's caught the attention of the crowd. She's becoming public. Yeah. And we have nothing the, uh, to cheer for. The ball has right? been secured by <laughs> the security guard, and that will be delivered to the Cardinal clubhouse. He's becoming uh, public enemy number one. <laughs> and look at Pete. He just, I, I, I don't know what was going through his mind. I don't know whether he realized it was Mason Wynn's first hit or, or what, but obviously he got caught up in that too and was getting heat from the Cardinal dugout for having thrown the ball into the stands, but all's well that ends well. Uh, so there it is. So he said it was a mistake. Here's what Ali Marmol thought about it. Uh, SNY caught Ali Marmol mouthing at Pete Alonzo. Oh, You're an effing douchebag. Oh, no. <laughs> God, man. Did you read on the Alonzo drama there? Yeah, my understanding is he he didn't know what was going on. Is is what I have understood at the moment. So, dude, we need this. Our fan base took a hit by doing this, booing a little girl, <laughs> chanting "Give it up" to a girl. <laughs> 
for a major league adult. You look like a grown woman, though. <laughs> Nonetheless, you're berating a female to give up a ball. And then on, I couldn't believe on social media, basically just bashing Pete Alonso as if he gives a care about a 21-year-old debut. Like, we are so blinded to think that Mason Wynn's debut and first hit is national story. Everybody in, everybody, every player have been talking about Mason Wynn's first at bat all year. Like, dude, these guys see Major League debuts every day. Like, it's just a brain fart. Let me play double They're grilling Pete Alonzo for nothing yeah. and then booing a, your own fan. Our fan base is the worst. Wow. They're oh, absolutely the terrible. the best fans in baseball. Heaven's Gates turned into world? Hell's Alley. <laughs> I mean, we are Did you just, just say our fans are the worst? We're atrocious, man. Oh! Booing, a, booing a girl because you want to keep a damn ball. Like, we are terrible fan base. Let me play devil's advocate. Fans in and we don't show up. We had like 10,000 people at the Hall of Fame. So stop saying we show up and rah, rah, rah. We're fair weather fans just like everybody else. Everybody's out on Main Street in St. Charles. We don't cheer. We don't go to games. Look at the stadium as a quarter full oh. when you bring Hall of Fame red jacket players to the table. So stop acting like our fan base cheer through thick and thin. We're booing females, man. Oh. We're terrible. On and off the field. Well, uh, clearly he just lost his mind there for a minute. I mean, the unusual thing was there's less than two outs and he's throwing the ball into the stands. That's what was weird to me. I've never seen a first baseman or any player throw a ball into a stands in the middle of an inning. Yeah, here, is what, here is what Alonzo said about it. All right. I, I, feel, I feel horrible. Um, I, I feel awful. I, I didn't mean to. I, I didn't. I would. I know it sounds stupid, but it is just a, a, a bad brain fart. I know it, uh, throwing the ball in the stands that that robs that, that robs him of a kind of a, a really special moment. But I, I I feel really bad thinking back on on my first hit and um, and just getting the ball thrown back to the dugout. I, I feel I, I feel awful. I feel like a piece of crap. Just in the heat of the moment, you kind of just get lost. I, I just kind of. Got got up from trying to make a play, and then umpire said, "Hey, we're going to switch this ball out." So I'm like, "Okay, like I'm going to do what I always do, like throwing this. I always throw the ball in the stands, but I'll never throw the ball in the stands again. I'm just going to roll every ball to the dugout when they're going to switch it out." Um, but that's, I mean, that's 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 a really bad mistake, and it's completely unintentional. I feel, I feel horrible about it. I, I feel really bad, and um, I, I mean, I apologized, like. I apologized to him when I was at when I was at second after after the force out and then um, yeah I, I I'm really sorry and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and talk to him and uh, get him something for tomorrow as as, as an apology because like it's yeah, I mean it's stupid it's a really bad look and his I I feel I feel like an idiot and I feel I feel terrible I, I feel really bad. <laughs> With that, it's over, right? Yeah, could you have you a better it's apology over. than that? It's clearly not staged or fake. That seemed very sincere. He didn't get booed yesterday, did he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, they did? Sure he did. Absolutely. If nothing to boo or cheer for him. Because no, no one's he ever had a home a run up into Big Macklin. Yeah, he always hits a home run against the Cardinals. There's also a, some history with Pete Alonzo. Stubby clap. Yeah. yeah, further than the... Watch this, Doug. Stubby clap. Stubby. I see what you're doing. But the yeah, fans no, thinking that, like, he <laughs> knew that that was Mason Wynn's first at bat is just so yeah. unreal to think that these players have that. I mean, it's a 162-game season. They're traveling halfway across the country right now from New York that, like, 
he probably just well, especially since the umpire said they're switching the balls out, throwing it in the stands makes complete sense at that point. What if Mason Wynn becomes some Hall of Famer and this woman had his first hit ball that might be worth a she million dollars? She could have sold dollars. it to him. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like they were, could you hear the background? Like they were just chanting, Demanding. "Give it up, give it up," and yeah. then booing her. <laughs> she probably got something a lot better. She probably got a bat and another ball or something. I think she got a jersey and a hat and tickets. Yeah. Tickets, Doug, yeah. you were there. Were you yelling, give it no, back at her? There. You were standing up and pointing is the video I saw. No, I wasn't there. You imagine watching the Cardinal screen. get shelled and your secondary prize is more tickets to watch that <laughs> massacre on the field. I, Please I, come back and spend more money. <laughs> can I just have a Ballpark Village gift card so I can just drink? And... Oh. Uh, Pete Alonzo sent uh, Wynn an autographed bat and a bottle of Don Julio, 1942. It was an apology. Uh, the next day. Yeah. The square deal. That's, yeah, that's... I, I don't know what else he could do to get the fans <laughs> off his back. Right. I, I, I will say this. I don't recall seeing anybody, Pete Alonzo or anybody else, from the spot in the infield where Alonzo did take a ball and gun it over the net like I mean, that was about 25 rows yeah, up. And someone could get hurt if they weren't watching, didn't right. expect the ball to come over, take that ball in the face. Yeah, it wasn't like throwing it to the kid at the front row. Yeah. Like, he literally almost threw it second down. Well, you can also say he's a nice guy. The umpire said, you know, we're switching out balls, and he wanted to give a fan a souvenir. So That's he, what he was doing, yeah. Yeah, so I've never <laughs> seen it either. But he could also give somebody less a than two outs. But if a guy says we're changing out the ball... You know, some people will just toss it in there. So the way to determine what the real intent was, Doug, if I were trying this case, and I okay. might, I don't know if I sure will. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to take it on. Absolutely, you could. You're uh, a but uh, would be, can we find other video of Pete Alonzo doing that? And if we can, then you go, okay. Well, then, that, Doug, you know what we call that pattern of past practice. Is that right? But if that's the first time we've ever seen it, and we go, okay, well, he's 0 for 3 on the night, struck out twice. He can be a banty rooster. We've seen that both with Stubby Clapp. And him talking about being a big, strong guy following that, that he could have, you know, destroyed members of the Cardinals last year. Uh, he's, there's a video of him being banty in other spots. Then you go, okay, maybe he was in a pissy mood. He doesn't like the Cardinals, and he decided to gun it over the net. That's how I would handle it. If I was defending him, I would say, well, here's video of Pete Alonzo in Pittsburgh. Packed ballpark, as always. Right, sure. And he threw it over the net. But if we don't have that... I would say, well, you, Pete, you, you yourself said that that's what you always do. We couldn't find any video. No. Could you cite an example of where you did it otherwise? And then I would trail off like Yeah, be careful with that question because you don't know the answer. <laughs> Make right. sure you trail off right, right. at the end. Exactly. Yeah, that, that Chris Darden and Marsha Clark mm -hmm. did that and it worked well for him. Mm -hmm. I'm also all for the girl uh, negotiating. Oh, hell yeah. Like, hold out. Like, get, you don't just give it Jackson, right up. Jackson, you were at the game on Friday, and you were screaming at her. Plus, you were all sauced up from the hole-in-one. No, I was not at the game. I was actually, we were deciding to go either to the baseball game on Friday night or go play golf that day. And I'm really glad we went to go play golf instead. You, know, we did, you didn't see Mason win's first hit. That'll never happen again. Nope, but uh, I have a whole, and I kept my hole-in-one ball. I didn't throw it into the lake mm -hmm. uh, no. immediately afterward. But, um, yeah, I'm all for her holding out and give, you know, working a little negotiation. I, I can't believe anyone would be so mean-spirited in a largely meaningless game Whoa. to take somebody's first hit and throw it in the stand. I can't believe there's anybody in Major League Baseball that would intentionally do that. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. Like I said, 
And for her, yeah, I'm dealing with one of the cheaper fan bases who, you know, just banks on the phone. Now you're calling us cheap? Walking in. I'm the fan base is cheap? No, I'm talking you're dealing with one of the cheapest organizations. Uh, so when I'm, oh. ne- when I'm negotiating, I'm sure their first thought was, oh, we'll give a used ascot. <laughs> have Mosey <laughs> Lock sign one? it. One of Mosey Lock's used ascot? Yeah, used they they have it signed and Nacho you, get, coupon. you get a free parking pass for next game <clears> that you pay full price <clears> for. I didn't think it would go over if instead of bobbleheads they gave out ascots one night. When he entered the stadium. I think it'd be fun. I think at least he'd be playing into it. Humanize him a little more. (laughs) Brooks Brothers gift cards, $5 each. Guys, get Buck Swoop on this. He'll figure it all out. That's from the Angel of Morning After. But I bet Buck Swoop probably could find it out. It'd be hard because you'd have to see, is there somebody else the Mets played against that got their first hit? And Alonzo rolled the ball to the dugout because the position he plays, I'm sure if he's... You know, if it's a put out and he makes a third out, he's just going to walk over the dugout and throw the ball in the stands like most first basemen do. Yeah. Well, you see a lot of outfielders catch the third out and turn and throw the ball into the stands. Yeah. Now, Yachty wouldn't do that yet. For some reason, Yachty would catch like a third strike for the third out and he would throw the ball to first base and let them throw it in the crowd. He would never walk to the dugout and throw it in the crowd. They outlawed throwing it into the crowd for a little bit after yeah. that. Terrible tragic accident in in Texas. Right, the guy the died. Texas chasing stadium. It, yeah. yeah, so I I remember them banning it for a little bit, and then I guess it people just did it anyways. I mean, well, as a catcher, oh, there's no really no place to flip it because you got a fence, a yeah. really high fence you're between walking, you and the you're dugout. walking to the dugout. But there's a fence between you. Yeah, you and just the roll fans. it and right to the side of it. There's no. I don't get the T-shirt cannon thing either. Like it's like a five-dollar oversized shirt in a one a dollar twenty-five baseball that was hit once, and like people are sacrificing their souls to get it. Like I, can we act like humans and we're not like in this big like thrift store to where like oh, you I, think I, I don't, it was a thrift store? Probably, probably the best explanation for it. You can find used bobbleheads. You can find store. some waters. You can find really old band T-shirts, and you can find. You know, your select few there with your ascots and your Brooks Brothers, t- you know, button up with the the yeah. belt and, you know, the yeah. five-inch inseam shorts. Uh-oh, that's a shot at Jackson's attire. I like the I'm just explaining the attire that... You know, when I was looking at that Cardinal Hall of Fame ceremony yesterday at Plowhawk and they were walking off the field and I looked down and I saw John Mazalock and he did indeed have a bow tie. It made me think of you and it made me think of <laughs> Chairman Stephen Wildwood. <laughs> it's hotter than hell out there. <laughs> And he's got the bow tie on. He doesn't do himself favors. Like, if he really did play into it. And somebody actually on the fan page, there was an... Before I even got on the show, you guys were... It was an interview you guys did with John Mosellock 11 years ago, I think. When's it to the day? He used to be... He was... was And he was playing ball. Oh, my God. Giving you some insight that nobody Mm -hmm. knew about. Busting balls. Like, I realize it's 11 years ago. People change. You know, obviously, he's gotten older. He's gotten a much more, you know, higher position in the organization. But it's amazing the personality change from that to what he is. He feels so condescending as opposed to much more laid back when you guys... It's also been a very, a very difficult year, and he's taking shots from every direction. I, I, right I meant now. before this year. I, I This is kind of after 2011 World Series, probably feeling himself, obviously. You know, you had that historic playoff run, but... Well, Mr. Licks is raging right now because he's typing in all caps. He does not throw balls into the stands like he said. He does. Do any of you... Go on the internet. There are all sorts of baseball threads on it. It's from Mr. Licks. Doug, do you go on the internet? Yeah, that changes my thinking completely. Do we have to deep that's dive a... on this? Do we really have to? No. Are we getting? No. Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. If he does it historically, 
Because I, I do think it's possible it wasn't a mistake. I do. Do? I really do. I, I, re- I really do. I'm not. And like I said, I believe you can you can open and shut the case. If he does do that, then you, now in the whole scheme of things, who really cares? But for the purpose of the conversation, if he does do that, then you go, okay, well, that's what he does. I thought it, considering the Cardinals, considering that fight, considering the stubby clap thing, considering he was 0 for 3 with two strikeouts and, uh, and a flyout, and he can get banty. I ab- and the Cardinals were, I mean, you had Arenado and Goldschmidt yelling at him. That's what he said in the postgame. He said, I had two guys I, of my team, and he's talking about the World Baseball Classic, jumping on him like that. Miles Michaelis was all over him. I think Alonzo's first at bat on Saturday night, runners were at the corners. So I was wondering if Michaelis was going to do something. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, considering considering the Cubs affair a few yeah. weeks ago. Um, and then I saw Alonzo's first at bat yesterday, and Dakota Hudson was somewhat inside. Again, he could have just missed his location. I mean, Carrasco, I'm sure they're sweating balls out there, so gripping the ball was uh, wide delta yesterday. But, yeah, that, that, to me, it's like, okay, if he does this and people go, well, here. I mean, here he did it in Chicago. You know, there was one out, changed the ball, and he gunned it over and 30 bros up in the Wrigley Field crowd. Yeah, that's what he does. Or he did it at City Field plenty of times. But it's just not something, I mean, I, we, I watch plenty of baseball, and it would stand out to me if I saw anybody take a ball and gun it 30 rows into the stands. You know what I mean? Seeing them toss it in there, yeah. But it's probably not often that with less than two outs, an umpire is going to come up to you as a first baseman and say, we're going to toss this ball out of here. Right. So he's but thinking, when he says he's, what else what do I, I do always with the ball? Do, what I always do. That's yeah. that's he volunteered that. So again, he may always do it. I have no idea. I don't watch a lot of Pete Alonso infield drills, so I don't know. But for right. the purpose of the conversation, to me, if you see him do it just one other time, then that backs it up and it puts it to rest. Well, I'm sure he's done it. It's he's probably talking about he always does it. If it's the final out at first base, I'm sure he walks over to the crowd and he throws the ball in the stands like most of them do. They don't throw it back to the mound anymore. They Give it to a fan. If you didn't know it was somebody's first hit and the umpire says, we're going to switch out the balls, what else would you do with the ball other than toss it into the stands? Throw in the dugout. That's what I see mostly happen. Like yes. if a catcher. Correct. If a catcher. Like if you guys, anybody, uh, for real, has anybody seen a guy from in the infield or the outfield, for that matter, take a ball and throw it that far back up in the stands? No, but like Only Doug said. Only after third out. Like Doug said, I've never, very rarely does an umpire... When the ball switched out, it's usually the, the pitcher that's, you know, that, after that's, a base that's hit. A, that's a distraction. It's as simple as do you see a guy take a ball and throw it that far. After because a third out, I have outfielders on the way in. Throw it that far? I've, like seen that him far turn, really? I've seen him turn around, make a catch, turn around, and throw the ball deep into the stands. I've seen that. Right. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. All right. I haven't seen it, so I tip my cap. They kind of stopped for a while. Jackson's right because that's what happened. A guy made the final turn and threw the ball in the stands, and a lady fell out of the second deck trying to get it. Yeah, that was in Texas. So I kind of stopped that for a while, but I, I still see players do it. I'm looking I'm looking at all these websites, and nothing's talking about if Pete does this often or not. But, again, yeah, I've never, ever, ever seen that. If that happens, because it happens often in a game, they just roll it into the dugout or roll it near the dugout. Never see him chuck it into the stands. Stephen Wildwood believes uh, that uh, it was intentional. says it was crazy that the camera was on him. And he, like, shook the ball, and they had to be yelling to give it to the dugout, and then he still gunned it. That's Chairman Steve Duggan. He's in Wildwood. Yeah. At this point, I'm glad he did it. <laughs> oh, why? This isn't becoming, like, remember when Clemens threw the, the broken bat at Piazza yeah. and explained, oh, I just thought it was the ball and how ridiculous it sounds. Yeah, like, nuts. we're acting as if it's, like, that level. 
And Mason Wayne got the ball back. Like, this is null and void, right? Like, if the lady walked out with it and we never saw the first Mason Results-oriented. Results-oriented. I, I get it, but, like, we're still acting as if this is, like, the biggest deal. I think it's funny as hell. I hope it is intentional because it kind of stirs up the pot a little bit. you got a rivalry now. And we have nothing to cheer for, so, like, we're really digging for something at this point. Uh, look at Alonzo right before he threw it in the stands. He grabs the ball. He holds it up and wiggles it. Then he shrugs his shoulders and throws it over the fence. He absolutely did it on purpose. Doug, that's MJ, and he's from the wealthy part of North City. He absolutely threw the ball into the stands on purpose, yes. But if he did it to, to you know, be mean-spirited towards Mason Wynn, I don't think so. Clearly, he threw the ball on purpose. Yeah. If, if he understood... The significance of the ball, that's the other question. Right, and also he's right by the Cardinal dugout. So I imagine when he's holding that baseball, I would assume that there would be Cardinal officials in there yelling, hey, toss us the ball, toss us the ball. And, I, you know, Ali Marmol was seen mouth mouthing something uh, not too complimentary of Pete. Like I said that. Yeah. If you have disdain oh, against a team. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I'm not, I'm not what were you anything. doing? Uh, you know, I do a lot of things back here. Yeah. I mean, That's the glory of not being on camera. I can say I'm doing so many things back here. Obviously, there's no disdain for Mason Wynn. He doesn't know the guy. So I don't think there's any hatred toward the Cardinals so you're going to get rid of a ball. The fact is, if you listen to the apology, if he did it on purpose and he said, you know, he didn't really like these guys and did it on purpose, his I think as his apology said, I didn't do it on purpose. I mean, you must be stupid to think that. Why would I do that? To defend himself. That's it. Idiotic. Why would I do that? Yeah, this next question. But he was very sympathetic. So I think the apology is what tells me he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. I don't think he did either. The way he apologized. Guys, Pete Alonzo always does that. And when he says he always does that, he meant he started doing it on Saturday. It's his giving back to the community. And he knows how he will continue to do it by chucking rookies' first hits into the second deck. <laughs> That's from Scott's wrinkled ball sack. Oh. And the ball was taken out of the hands of a, of a toddler? <laughs> it looked like about a 20-something-year-old yeah. girl, I believe. Yeah, if I, were, if I would have been at that game instead of yesterday's game, I would have been screaming at her, screaming yeah. at her. Don't let her – she's like Bartman. Oh, I, 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 I find that so funny that they're just a female they've never met before absolutely screaming at the top of their She needs to be lungs. banned from Bush Stadium. I like it. And they left that game – and put their pet on uh, their head on their pillow at night and slept like babies. Those are freaks, man. You're yelling at a female, screaming at her, and then you go home and act like nothing's wrong with you. Psychos, man. The fans that, are that is psychos that's actually now. psychotic to do that. Like yelling at You say it. we have the worst fans in baseball and they're psychotic. Yeah. Oh, they You listen to that. It's the whole entire what? 8,000 people that were there that day? You think just some of that could have been just good-natured stuff just and then people climb. Oh yeah, the it's so fun nature to say f off and f you and give the f and ball back. They Probably a couple b her? words. Oh, I'm sure all that was said because it's just so fun there at Bush Stadium. Oh, it's just <laughs> so fun. What would have made it even better if there had been another lady there yelling at her and they got into a scrap and she tried to grab the ball and they started fighting and ripping clothes. If on. I was the lady, I would have went home, got on TikTok, and showed everybody. Her shredding that Mason Wynn baseball. Oh, why putting so mean spirited? Putting it in a damn brush hog and oh, running it the hog. f over. Most and people then, don't have a brush hog. And then I would put all those little little celery pieces left over of the ball and yep. sell them on eBay, man. Oh. I would show those fans. You want to boo me, bitch? Okay, oh. all right, let's play. Oh. 
I, I would be done with that. If somebody trying to boo and scold and yell at me and cuss at me, I'm never doing what they all say. This over ever. Little, all this over a little souvenir baseball for one multi-millionaire baseball player. It makes can no have sense. It the back of his closet even, somewhere. And she didn't even catch it. It was thrown to her. It wasn't even like it was a foul ball off the bat. A lot of people like getting foul balls. Who's excited about somebody throwing a ball to you and you're 20, and you're 20 years old? If you're a kid, yes. If you're 20 and some player throws a ball up and you catch it, you're going to be that excited? And the guy had to say right off the bat, that was his first hit. To continue to say no? Oh, yeah, give it to him. Over a ball that you had nothing to do with? What if with? someone would have come and said, hey, that was McGuire's 70th home run. We want to give him the baseball. Well, I'd have probably kept All right, back it. At the, the time, I would have kept it because I know it was, well, the probably, guy did keep it. it was probably worth a few million at he the time. He got three million for yeah. it. Yeah, so, yes, I'm going to say no. Unless McGuire wants to, you know, let's get a fair price. What's it worth to you? Because I'm going to make three million off it, so what are you going to pay me for it? Well, you couldn't have known how much you were going to make off well, How much are you going to make off a Mason Wins first hit? 20 bucks? When he hit 62, the grounds crew guy caught it. and he Tim Fournier. And he did give it back. He bowls and gobble ball every year with uh, Brian Boringer's team. You think he regret giving that back for free? I'm just sure thought I'd throw that little stat out. <laughs> was, that was a nice little anecdote. Doug was kind of crestfallen when you gave it, I noticed. They did this give is... him a car. They gave him a car, remember? They yeah, they did. A van. A minivan. Yeah. Uh, oh, this cute. is only second to the Bill Russell and Siggy Butts for worst take. You didn't even watch the game. It made the game more interesting. That's from Chairman Stephen Heisenwild. Well, yeah. I said I think I hope it comes out that it was on purpose because it makes it interesting. I just think the fan freakouts on the female that just happened to have the ball roll to her. Just and child. she's now enemy victim num- or enemy number one like at, at a stadium. W- what's the point to that? Well, you're not the best fans in baseball if you don't get the ball back. Well, who would be the best fans in baseball if not Well, the best fan in baseball would say, oh, great job, Mason. Here's the ball back. Hey, we're better than Chicago. <laughs> See? <laughs> I like how Mason win wears zero. I think that's a cool number. It is very odd that Pete threw the ball so far into the stands. Seems like he may have done that to keep the Cardinals dugout from convincing the girl to give it back. If she was in the first or second row, they could easily talk to her. I've never yeah. seen an infielder throw a ball into the stands like that. It's because the there's a, a net that's about 30 feet high. You have to throw it high to get over that. And the net goes all the way down almost to the foul pole, right? Pretty close. So you'd have to throw it well my, into the stands to get it into the stands. My natural, which is a bias, Doug, I want to acknowledge bias right here. All right. My natural bias is if the group is chanting for one thing, and I'm not talking about the give it back thing, the safety in numbers, i.e. social media come to life. If the group is doing one thing, I default click to take the opposite stance at least before I then, in this case, Cardinal social media on Friday night was attacking Pete Alonzo, you know, calling him all, it's amazing. He's such an effing a-hole. Going, don't you think that if you're on social media calling somebody an effing a-hole that you might be the effing a-hole? But nonetheless, I digress. Someday we'll look back on it with, with astonishment in 2023, what was considered normalized. But on this one, if you said I got about $1,000 one way or the other, I think he threw it up there intentionally. I really do. Really? Yeah. And I think it's the Cardinal history. I think it's the Cardinal dugout. I think it's the fact that he was having a crappy game. Yeah, that's it. Do I know it? No. I, and I would be open to whether it be Buck Swope or somebody else showing that that's what he always does. But I think that uh, I think that's what happened. Do I think Paul Goldschmidt would do that? No. And my reasoning is because he's a Cardinal. It's because Paul Goldschmidt is like this constantly. And I'm doing a gesture of he is just... Emotional complete. flatliner. Thank you. Exactly. 
But Pete Alonso, it's a different deal. Am I furious at him? No, not really. If anything, it kind of makes it more entertaining, like when Dusty Baker and Tony LaRusso would scream at each other during games. But if you ask me to bet $1,000, I do think that he did it intentionally. How's this for a mea culpa? And I will tie Gobble Bowl into it, which is November 8th. Of course. November 18th. <laughs> this has, this has everything to do with Gobble Bowl. November 18th. We're sold out, but come on out and get some raffle prizes. And You're already sold out? Auction items. Yeah, teams are sold out. I saved one for our guys if they want a bowl. Okay. Um, Jay Horowitz, who's been the Mets PR guy forever. He's still there? I think he retired, but he still goes to games. Uh, but he still sends me something every year for Gobble Bowl. And it's never a big-time player. Like last year, I said, can you give me some from Shears? Or he sent me, I don't know what he sent. I, I'll email him today. Jay, is that time of year again? Gobble Bowl's coming up. St. Louis hates Pete Alonzo now. For him to save face, get him to sign a ball for my auction in St. Louis, and I can say, he's a nice guy. He signed the ball. Leave him alone. That'll turn all the fans in his favor. Let him be a couple. Uh, baseball for gobble ball. Well, I think I think it's a good. Are I the fans even gonna know that it happens? I think it's a good strategy. I think it's a good strategy. I think it's a good strategy on my part. Clip it off. Huh. So you think everyone in St. Louis will know that Jay Horowitz gave you a baseball well, for gobble ball? I'm followed ball? by a lot of people, so I'll put it out there that thanks to Pete Alonzo for signing a ball for Mega Meyer Foundation gobble ball auction. What a nice guy. Ugh. Maybe he'll say I can help him save some face. You would do that for him. <laughs> yeah, I would if he's kind enough to sign it. Yeah. It's a nice gesture. What the hell is this guy talking about? That's well, why don't you listen? We just spent a half hour talking about Pete Alonzo, oh. and I tied it into making him be a nice guy. Is it that, <laughs> that hard to figure out what I was talking about? <laughs> and who texted that in, by the way? Uh, Harrison's brother, Matt. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could smooth all this over again. I think he'd, he'd be a hero in St. Louis if I got that He'd be done. a hero if you got a ball from him. Uh, you know who's a hero is Jamie Burkhardt. Oh, Clayton Patterson's definitely. a hero. Yeah. Peter Mungadast, hero. Yeah. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And they, they give a secret number to our audience. So if you have any issues or if you know you want to buy a new car, lease a new car, pre-owned car, hey, here you go, 314 252 Zero zero two nine three one four. It's a nice, five, nice thing to do. Come on, I, I just look at the text while I, I do know, live reads, I and, I, and it's like it's like the slots that Jackson and KG and O'Town will be playing. Three one four two five two zero zero two nine. Go on at salosagura.com. Charity, for God's sake. Who is this self-serving douchebag? That's from Professor. How is that Roy. self-serving? It's not all about you, Orange Sherbert. <laughs> Oh, you like orange sherbet? I kind of like it. It's refreshing. <laughs> That's not well, it was bad. about the Megan Meyer Foundation, it's not about me. Palette. Whatever, if you keep keep it up. Oh, God. <laughs> if Pete Alonso could just send me $10,000, I think the fan base would forgive him for what he's done. <laughs> I'd write a personal <laughs> post on my Facebook page saying how much I love him. Me, 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 me. That's from Steve, and he's in Wild. Come on, Steve. Yeah. And I don't expect to see you out there on the 18th. Don't even come in the door. <laughs> I don't want your money. He just got banned? He just, he's been banned from Gobble Bowl? Yeah, well, if you think this is all about me when I was talking about a charity, if you're going to bitch about it, then don't show up. Stay away. Steve has been banned from Gobble Bowl. That's a new nugget, new wrinkle. But why oh. not? They don't think I'm talking about charity. I'm talking about me, 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 me. So just stay away. It's oh. all about me. I'll be there that day, so stay out. He won't be now. The whole day will be about me that day. Hey, everybody, look at me. <laughs> so stay away. Oh. Stay at home and masturbate. Oh. <laughs> 
Tim, please take Iggy down the hall to balloon party sometime. I would pay to live stream the text line. That's from Danny Tanner. He's been on. He's been on. You have been on. Have you been on every station now, officially? No, I don't believe I've been on WIL. Casey will have you in. Oh, for sure. I, did, I think I talked to her a few weeks ago. I said, I think your station's the only one I haven't been on. She goes, eh, pop in whenever you want. There you go. Pop on in. Pop on down and then oh. pop in. But I don't think I've been, no, I don't think I've been on Courtney's show either. I don't think I've been on Courtney's show. That's an easy one. I can pop in there whenever well, I want. What do you but... do when you pop into these shows? <laughs> <laughs> they stop what they're doing and say, here's Iggy. What do you do? No, just said, what's going on? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> And what do you say? I've, I've never bopped in and just put myself on the air. <laughs> I was on Riz. He wanted me to come in and talk about it. It's all about me, but gobble Um Learn, I was just in there talking to her, and we're, she's coming back on the air. She goes, oh, stay here. We're going to talk. I want to throw this poll question at you. Mm. Um, and then Tim, I just said, I'm just going to come in and talk because I want to be on the air. So I can knock this station off. So I just walked in there and started talking. So your bucket list is to be on every station. That's here. right. That's and case she, uh, I went in for... Well, I was already on KC with Learn, but then I went in for that Friday thing they do last Friday. Nice. Party town. Oh, I don't know what that is. So I, I didn't really just bop in no. and say, hey, I'm going to talk. Well, Learn just bopped in here the other day. She just did bop. Barged Learn. right in. That Learn was more of a barging to. than a bopping. I asked her to. Haha, you are triggered. The way you masturbation shame is really weird. That's from Steve in Wildwood. I don't shame at all. You're the one that comes on and brags about what you do at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, boys. Yeah, Doug got up at 3 o'clock and sleeps. I just went on the couch and masturbated. Yeah, you're the one that brings that stuff up out of nowhere. It's hot, though. It is it hot. Is, I agree with it. No, I'm just picturing that. I throw up. Brother. Mm. <laughs> 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 I think more mid-50s guys should text in about their masturbatory habits. I actually no. agree with that. No, how about nobody does it? How about nobody, regardless of age? Well, it's, it's more so like just kind of getting a feel of a feel of the future. <laughs> See what's coming on the horizon. Yeah. And half these texters text in about my masturbation station, so I don't bring it up. You all do. <laughs> Hello. So well, must, the topic is taking a big, nasty must turn. must be thinking about it. I mean, that topic still has legs. Like at least <laughs> Guys, it's so cringe thinking about Ken wandering the halls, jiggling the doorknobs to find a show that's on air and do a little more self-promotion. That's from glove blogger Tom Traven. Mm. Well, that's not what happens, so obviously you're not listening. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't need to jiggle to a knob show. because they don't lock the doors, you dumbass. Oh, gosh. This conversation could not be more highbrow. That's from Carl Ellen. She likes it. Mm. She likes the content. <laughs> Uh, I like Glenn Betts Jewelers, Doug. That's what I've decided well, I yeah, like. Yeah, everyone does. He yeah. goes there. It's uh, Glenn Betts, uh, you know, Craig and uh, so David, they're working there. That's third and fourth generation Glenn Betts Jewelers at I-270 in Manchester, about a mile east of Glenn Betts Jewelers, uh, or of uh, that exit. And uh, you can go online at glennbettsjewelers.com. Tom Glenn Betts differences you are served personally. You're not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family, too. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. Those are the three L's. GlennBettsJewelers.com. Located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere in the jewelry business. There is good, better, and then there is Betts. I wonder if they could do a jingle. It'd be fun if they could like come up with like a... Good, better, best... Never let it rest. Tell your good is better and your better is bets. That's it. GlennBetsJewelers.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, support the sponsors. Glenn Betts Jewelers, the official jeweler of TMA. 
let's see what we got. Uh, I went to Six Flags on Saturday oh. and was texting with the Plowhawk. It was I felt like I was I was going up Mount Everest and texting with really? a Sherpa. Uh, <laughs> so I need to review that and also get your feedback on how we handled it. Yeah. Uh, more than happy. Uh, lost a huge amount of money on one golf hole. Uh, Jackson, this will probably intrigue you. While you were getting a hole-in-one, I was losing what I consider to be a large amount of money on one golf hole. And uh, the strategy behind it, we have the design air heating and cooling email of the day. Uh, Ella Reese hasn't been that active on social media. we got to get into that, figure out what's going on there. Dundee. Why would she be? Jackson, why would she be? Uh, I don't know. It's a day that ends in Y, so she's always going to be <laughs> I'm active. I'm a little oh. concerned, though. I'm a little concerned because if she leaves the industry, I'm going to have to find something else. DraftKings results? Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. Yeah, I have no clue. I think it, it had to be close. Is that right? And I think it had to be close to both of us cashing, too. There we no. go. That's all coming up in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. This closes out the Mungan. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour in the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.